nailed it. I absolutely did clap that. I did clap that time. I did clap that time. Oh, you did? P- probably. You clapped the right time, though. We'll never know. We'll never know until until Renee has to go through this and clean up my shit. I'm so sorry. Uh, okay. Well, now that that's over. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Uh, this is That D&D Podcast. I am Zach. He, him pronouns. And once again, I am your capable leader this evening heading into uh, session two of Palladium Fantasy RPG. Uh, joining me tonight are uh, in Discord order. Please introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Adam. He, him pronouns. Uh, yes, there. I, I am playing Elamir, the longbowman. That likes to start campfires. They get ignored. <laughs> Hi, I am Jonathan, he, him pronouns, and uh, I am playing Sick Unterschlung, which I'm going to point out I didn't name, okay? Just no responsibility. I am going to be paying for that the entire time we're playing this, aren't we? I am, that is, yeah. Uh-huh. You are, and you are absolutely... Just because the... I'm a troll witch who you get to boss around. You get to pay the price of having to take responsibility for the name. You are absolutely the troll witch via this behavior as well, too. This is... <laughs> and, uh, I'm Mike Jedarkson Berard, and he, him pronouns. I'm playing uh, Dr. Air Quotes Armstrong. Uh, the doctor is in air quotes. Do- the doctor's middle name is not quotes. <laughs> uh, doctor Air Quotes Armstrong. Yeah. Uh, they are not a doctor, um, it's debatable so how Dr. strong their Quartz. arms are, especially compared to a troll. But they are definitely up to no good. The troll is kind of a terrifying monster, yes. Um, okay, so uh, for for the purposes of catching up, because it's been a little while since we were able to, to meet for the game. Um, the party has been hired slash conscripted to carry some goods up a mountain to the mountain village of Soul Spring uh, to uh, a guy named Bertram Bertrand, sorry uh, and okay. sorry no, go on. Go on. Go oh okay, sure um, on the way they Ran into some unseasonably cold weather that they were warned about. Might be the case. Uh, a fresh coat of snow and two dead bodies, all with a third unconscious, being guarded by wolves, question mark? They definitely looked like wolves and kind of acted like wolves. Uh, up until they started chasing the flying troll up the mountain trying to recover the unconscious body of an elven teenager dressed in some sort of ritual shift yeah so i'm just gonna point out that we found the elven teenager thing with like ooh super magic thingy about them with their aura from a place called soul spring come on what i don't get it like they're like incarnated little god thingy or something like that like where they just put their soul into something give it a body or something 
It's some kind of magic shit. You know what this is. <laughs> I mean, I, I looked at it with my magic eyes, and it was just, it was definitely magical. It, yes, it was unidentifiable as a humanoid person to you via the magic eyes because it was so magical. They, they were unidentifiable as a human, a humanoid being. Yes. See? So it's like somebody incarnated or something here, turned their soul into an actual, like, body or something. Or they're just another, like, empty vessel they're going to sacrifice or something. I yeah. And then, uh... Either way, I'm quietly floating above the town trying to figure out how not to create things. Well, so, yeah, so, uh, the, at the end of our last session, um, we'll start with least ridiculous and move towards most ridiculous scenario for the individual player characters. Uh, I believe uh, Elamir was leading the donkey up the hill. Yes. Through the snow. Dr. Armstrong was chasing the rapidly disappearing form of... (laughs) Thick Unterslung, and uh, Thick, are you male or female? I, I don't remember the gender on you. I don't think we really established that. I okay. Really Troll. <laughs> so Thick Underslung and their uh, yeah. ha- parcel of unidentified being uh, as it sort of disappeared into the snowstorm uh, and a handful of wolves just sort of screamed past Dr. Armstrong, who was on foot. And then Thick with their package of heretofore mentioned uh, being uh, <laughs> hovered into town at fairly high speeds. I think you can do like 50 in the air. Like 50 miles an hour. Something like that. Yeah. I didn't actually do the math. And then you uh, drop them off at the inn. Yes. Outside the end, I got. Yeah, you did the whole, like, bag of poop on the doorstep thing, but with a person. <laughs> and then someone opened the door. I think I said the... They'll explain later, told, was told to do it, and then flew away. And then shouted wolves. Yes. Like, with that Doppler effect. Right? Now, to reset, the, to reset the scene in the town, uh, to kind of get started, the there were already a number of guard patrols out and about... Uh, Calling to each other through this not quite full whiteout because of all the snow and the wind blowing. Because the conditions here are even worse than they were further down the mountain. Uh, They are paired up. They have torches. They are clearly searching for something. Or someone. Uh, In the town there are various homes and buildings. It's not a huge place. Uh, But there is at the very entrance to town an inn tavern thing uh that though there's the same that thick dropped the the person in question off in front of and then there is a very there's a a sort of somehow anachronistic church in the middle of this village that's kind of hard to get your bearings on but is bigger than you would expect for what is probably a small mountain village um there is a general store uh which actually bertrand the guy you're looking for was described to you as a shop owner so that might be his place of of business 
So let's leave uh, Thick for a second, and we'll go back to Dr. Armstrong. The wolves rush past you into this village, up the hill towards the village. Um, by the time you get there, there is the sound of fighting. Um, people yelling, wolves snarling, howls of pain that are both human and canine. Uh, what are you doing when you get to the, the gates of town? It's okay, I'm a doctor. Are you just finding the nearest, like... <laughs> wounded howling in pain person and attempting to are, repair are there them? people are there people that are wounded and howling in pain um there are people by the time you get there there are going to be some people that are yes that are injured and or potentially dying um <laughs> from the wolves specifically the guards are putting up a fight but they're not nearly as hardcore as the wolves uh are. Okay. Well, that's unfortunate like how I mean, I question the logistics of this guardery, uh, of this local militia, but I also will, um, I you know, I'll yell at the militia to like you know, get your shit together, and then I'll figure out what person looks the most <laughs> injured, and then try to stop them from dying. Okay, yeah. Um, the wolves don't stop dying. The wolves don't stop dying, you cowards. The wolves don't seem to be paying much attention to you at this point, so yeah, that wouldn't be that hard. There's, there's gonna be, there are gonna be a few uh, militiamen. There aren't. There's not more than a handful of these guys. There's probably about half a dozen, um, and it's, and several of them are already in pretty bad shape. So you can find one to be ministering to. Are you, are you using your psychic abilities? Are you like throwing on a compress? What's your plan? Well, I mean, this person looks bad enough to require, like, real healing. Yes. Like, are they, do they have, you know, are there, are there insides on the outside? Um. So, are they going to need psychic they, surgery, or am I going to just, insides like, are not, slapping some hit points in them? Let's say this. Okay, so let's, let's, let's this individual is, you find one on the ground, uh, sort of moaning that low, like, low moan of pain that's not really that in your experience not a great sign right uh sort of clutching his side his insides are still on the inside but that might be a quirk of gravity at this point oh okay um yeah and he when he sees you walk up you can see him sort of register for a second and you think he might be contemplating going for his weapon that's laying in the snow just a few feet from him uh but then like as he makes any sort of movement towards it he his he immediately is forced to stop by pain yeah you're not gonna need your weapons i'm gonna heal you i'm a doctor okay. in order to be heard you have to be like shouting almost because of the wind here it's windy it's like i said it's almost white out conditions it's snowing really hard the wind is blowing uh, the weather is much worse here than it was when you first encountered the wolves. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, I mean, he's not going to stab me, so I'm going to go ahead and... I think it takes me a few seconds to, uh, to psychically to get the surgery rolling. Because i got to touch him and, like, think about how badly hurt he is. And then I'm able to perform surgery. That sounds right. Let me look here. Psychic surgery... Yeah, you have to be 2d6 minutes of preparatory meditation. 
So yeah, it's gonna take you a couple of minutes to to turn it on and try to like keep him from further disemboweling. I don't even know if that's like how that word works, but <laughs> yes. But you can do that if that's what you want to do. That's what you can be doing, uh, and we can give you a couple minutes here in the snow to do that. I mean, that's gonna take minutes, right? Like how. Yeah. Is this guy going to take minutes to... Is he going to die within minutes? Like, how quickly... If how you, bad does it look? If you are, like, going to help him, like, hold himself in himself long enough, probably. Like, there's, there's a decent chance he's going to make it to the point where uh, you are able to minister to him. So, I mean, the only reason that I ask is because... This doesn't seem like a, oh shit, you're going to die sort of ability. Well, it can be. I think what what you might be trying to do, you have basic medical stuff, right? Uh-huh. Would you like to like perform first aid on him? Sure. I think you can probably just... So this says healing touch is instant, but it also takes two minutes. <laughs> That's but... weird. Let me look here real quick. Maybe, maybe my idea of what instant means has changed because I'm old. <laughs> yeah, so I think you have to go into a trance. So a lot of times when they use the word instant, they use instant duration in Palladium books. It's that it, like healing is almost always quote unquote instant, just meaning that it's like instant and permanent, right? So like. The trance you have to go into is two minutes long. And then you can use this ability that will instantly heal them at that point. Okay. Alright, if I just push some hit points into them, do you think that'll stop them? I guess I want to use um, that word that you used. First aid? Yeah. If, am I? Can I actually first aid? Do I have any skill in first aid or am I all just... I thought you had like basic medical stuff, right? Yeah, I do not have anything basic medical about me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to stop critical bleeding other than to go into a trance and magically turn it off. <laughs> I don't that know. That is both my first and last action. I don't know how insides stay inside unless I'm using magics. Wow. Yeah, you. I just find it funny that like I actually have doctor skills. You do. You do actually <laughs> have doctor skills. Okay. Um. Yeah. So you. you I would guess that you know enough that you could like hold his guts in uh, or like help wrap him up a little bit to try to put some pressure on it. But like, yeah, unless you apply some actual psychic powers or some healing or something, uh, that doing that sort of thing, which you should, which you probably know how to do. Like that's fairly big. I'm, I am not a, I have my my medical doctor skill is zero percent, but I know that somebody's yeah. guts are hanging out. You wrap them to keep them in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm actually just gonna push some hit points into him with um, healing touch to okay. try to keep him from dying. Sure. Um, because I feel like two d six minutes of preparatory medication, and then two d feel yeah. Because I got to diagnose first before I do surgery. So this is like after the battle. <laughs> so I'm just going to push some hit points into this dude. Cool. Cool, yeah. Spend your uh, ISP and then you can 
Uh, roll 2d4 to give him some hit points back here. Alright, my internet service provider. Yup. Six. Too bad I can't just minus six. I have to do math. Okay. Alright, you said 2d4, you said? 2d4 is what healing touch... Is that actual, like... Like, is that functionally hit points? Well, 2d4 for you. Seven hit points seems acceptably. I mean, that's like... Seven hit points is a significant amount for this guy. So, it's like half a person. Well, yes. They they start with around 20 hit points. So, um, this so is a, a good chunk of, of what he has lost in terms of raw hit points. So, um, yeah. So there's there's sort of you're and you're familiar with this as a psychic healer. You kind of feel the energy go in and the body knit itself a little somewhat. Like this is guy's still gonna be in pain, but immediately you can feel him go from like oh god I'm going to die to oh god it hurts so bad. Like yeah. just right there. Okay. Yeah. I pat him on the shoulder and I give him like a thumbs up and I move on to the next dude. Okay, cool. We'll 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 put that we'll background that for a second. But yeah, you are walking around as and yeah, so uh Elamir. Yes. While our uh esteemed doctor is ministering to this guard and maybe another one, uh you hear the same thing essentially coming up. You hear the sounds of battle uh, some canine yelps of pain, some human howls of pain, clash of arms, and uh, the village, again, is in whiteout conditions. There's lights, there's torches and things, but it's really hard to see up here. Your donkey doesn't love it because it smells like fire and blood and wolves. <laughs> so what are you doing? Uh, well, I guess first I, I need to not stable, but stay, you know, tie down this donkey that doesn't run away on me. Because uh, I don't want to okay. try pulling it into town. Yeah, there'd probably, there'd probably be a stake, like, right in front of the inn. If, like, as you get into town, there's going to be a couple places you can do that. That's a fairly normal thing yeah. to do, so, so, yeah. Secure donkey. <laughs> and then find out what's doing all the killing, I guess. Or find out if I could find one. So, as you kind of look around this open square... Which is, you're essentially, you walked in off the road into essentially an open town square. And it's got the features I've already mm -hmm. talked about. There's an inn to one side where you're right. probably tying off the donkey. There's sort of a row of what might be business fronts. It's really hard to tell in the snow, but they don't look like houses. There's a big church, like sort of at the far side of the square. And then maybe houses around the rest of it. And in this square, there are about... There are, let's say, four guards still standing with torches, and the torches are swinging just wildly. And then you can make out the silhouettes. Uh, they're hard to pick out because they're white against white snow. Uh, of, I think, three wolves are probably still around, right? All right. Um... You can see you can see the dock. The dock is tending to a wounded uh, wounded guardsman that's on the ground, and then uh, Thick is nowhere to be seen. 
as you tie up the as you tie up the donkey to the the post outside the inn, there is a commotion towards like up the stairs onto the porch of the inn. There is a commotion up there, but it's kind of hard to see from where you're tying up the donkey. So, is there somewhere I could get some verticality? Like, I, I don't know. The church has a tower, or the inn has a second floor. Oh yeah, b- both of those are true. If the, the inn has a second floor and a roof, uh, if you wanted to go climb up in the church, you probably could. Uh, the the church is a pretty big a pretty big thing for being sort of a central feature of a fairly what you assume anyway from what you can see right now a fairly small mountain village. Okay, I think just to get a better grasp grasp on what's happening here, I'd like to get maybe the second floor of the inn. Okay. Um, okay, are you going through the inn or, like, up the inn? Uh, I have a... I do know how... I do have basic climbing skill. Yeah, let's just try... So there's, this, there's sort of a... Sorry, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it's see if I climb the facade of the building. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Give me... We're, we're here to learn the system. Give me a, give me a basic climbing roll. I'm going to say that's No. That is a no. However, it's climbing is a weird thing. Uh, okay. It just means you do it slower, basically. So you struggle a little bit. It's it's cold. It's windy. It's icy. It takes you a, a little bit to get up up onto the roof. And what I'll tell you is, because you failed the roll and it took you that time, um, by the time you get up on the roof, there's no one there, but. There are footprints on the roof. Quite a few of them, actually, in are the they snow. All human footprints, or they're like do they look like boots, or do they look like paws? They look like boots. They look like boots. Okay. It's hard to tell, like, if they're human human footprints, but they're like humanoid footprints. Yeah. Okay, well, I might have to worry about that later because I do want to help the guards in the square if they, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, so for from here, you can still see uh, there are still there's still a f- several guards putting up a good fight against uh, these wolves um, who are now sort of starting to move in on the building that you are standing on. They're sort of starting to circle that direction and the guards are being, the remaining guards are sort of being forced back towards it waving their torches in front of them. All right, then I would yeah, start shooting. Okay. Um yeah, give me give me an attack here. Give me uh, a bow attack. Okay, let me see. So I'm going to hold outside initiative for right now yeah, because I don't think it's I still got to get thick in here somehow. I think I have to use my melee attack that I set up here. Okay. Is that something? And you're rolling Yeah, so you're you're shooting at the wolves, huh? Yes. Okay. Let me. So you pop up a shot at this wolf, uh, and you hit. Um, he doesn't even know it's coming, so he's not going to get a chance to dodge. And you did a significant amount of damage, huh? It looks like it, yeah. Yeah, fourteen damage. Yeah. So you, <laughs> your first shot from the not darkness because it's still like afternoon, but like from unseen places above them 
Uh, it goes with practice skill straight through the eye of the wolf. Oh, jeez. Okay. One of the wolves, and the and the and that wolf just sort of like crumples to the ground. Uh, it's startling the two guards people directly in front of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, two wolves remain. Uh, they sort of exchange a quick, like that, like canine appraising glance with each other to see what the plan still is. Uh, so, thick. Were you sticking around to talk to somebody after you dropped off the your cargo, or were you like bailing into the air? Basically, I bailed into the air, so I assume the town won't really like that me. I assume they're racist. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, they are. They are. They are fantasy village people. That's not an un unreasonable assumption. Um. Also, you're a troll. But I mean. It's not undeserved, right? <laughs> you are technically evil. <laughs> I don't know. We need the technically in there. <laughs> so, um... I, I'm contracted to be good? Uh, <laughs> you... So here's what you see from your... Uh, your vantage point in the air, right? You see... The guardsmen fighting the wolves. You see... Dr. Armstrong tending to the wounded. The wolves just ignoring Dr. Armstrong at this point. Um, you see uh, Elamir scale the building. And as Elamir is scaling the building, two things happen. Number one, several black figures. Several, several figures that are just like black shapes in the snow. Right? You can see them go from the roof of the inn off the side furthest from you. Like, if you're looking at the front of the inn, they sort of dropped off the roof on the back. In not quite, like, synchronization, but, like, just sort of, like, all together dropped off the back. Almost exactly at the time that Elamir was getting to the roof. Okay. And the second thing you see is that the door opens on the inn porch... And a, let's say, like, mid-40s-ish human woman wearing what looked like either, what looked like innkeeper clothing, right? Like, an apron and, like, stuff that's fairly easy to keep clean. Yeah. Uh, opens the front door, holding a frying pan in one hand and a torch in the other. And is clearly ready to fight something. And then almost trips over the the person you put at their their doorstep. Well, okay, I'm confused. Didn't she open the door last time when I went to knock on it? Oh, that's right. Yeah. What was there was something we were gonna leave it at something. What was she doing to you? Well, like she was just completely stunned because of horror factor. Oh, that's right. Okay, so and that's why I zipped the fuck away. That's right. Okay, so we'll 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 zzz, zzz, pull that back. Mm-hmm. That's that's all. That's on me. So. Yeah, she, as you flew away, she was stunned. She, you can see her sort of follow you up with her eyes until it appears that she's going to lose you, but then she notices the body at her feet, the, 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 the unconscious form. Yeah. And uh, she drops the frying pan on it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, and then immediately 
looks horrified slash incredibly concerned. Mm, all right. And uh, Elamir, you can hear a scream from where you are. So can you, Doctor Armstrong? Uh, that is this this person screaming. Um. Okay, but do I still notice those team evil guys going sneaking off to the back? Yes. <clears throat> I totally want to follow them. Okay. And like, I guess a little sneakily, but like my intent is to kind of walk up behind them and go, "Ooh, ooh, where's the team evil meeting?" Okay, so you are you are you like floating over the the building to like go above them? Are you like uh, trying to move between them in an alleyway, like between buildings in an alleyway to get back there? Like, what's your plan? I feel like I'm just gonna kind of go straight towards where they're they're headed. Okay. You know, three dimensionally, like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you sort of f- you fly over this this inn, uh, Elamir. You might see thick, sizable form <laughs> emerge from the snow white sky, uh, sort of on their way over. Um, like when you get when you get to the far edge of the of the roof, you can look down and you can see that. Uh, you can see, you get there in time to see the last last of the three figures disappear through what must be the back door of the inn. Aww. I don't know if I'm allowed to go inside buildings. Well, wait a minute. They're all evil and cloaked looking, right? They don't look like they're up to a whole lot of good, no. Yeah, I'll follow them. Okay. Uh, so... You alight on the ground level. Yep. Um, and look through the door, and you see that all three have knives out and are seemingly unnoticed by the people inside. Smash cut to Dr. Armstrong. You are tending to a second soldier? Is that, is that still what you're trying to do? Yeah, if he's dying, I want to push some points into him. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, you can do the second guy, too. Uh, go ahead and spin your ISP and roll me 2d4. Um, now, you probably don't want to leave him just laying on the courtyard for too long, but they'll be fine for a little bit here if all you're trying to do is stabilize him. Oh, this person got much less... Hit points pushed into them. Much fewer, excuse me. You know, eh. they, sh- they should be grateful for what they got. Such grammar. Three is enough. Again, you sort of get the same feeling from this one uh, where it went from, like, tense and in shock to sort of an, oh, God, my everything hurts. And maybe this one might just fall unconscious because th- that is not very many hit points, in fact. Uh, there's a, there's a, actually a roll I could probably make. Hold on. To see if this one falls unconscious. If I can find it quickly, then I will do that. If I cannot, then we'll move on. Um, yeah. So, with that done, what are you... Well, so... It's at that point that you hear the screaming. Uh, that you hear the scream from the... Uh, the... 
that I described earlier. Uh, what are you going to do with that? I mean, I, screaming people are probably dying or are close to being injured, and I'm a doctor, <laughs> so I should go help them. Air, air quotes, doctor. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, so you uh, start sort of moving that way as fast as is feasible, though there are still two. There's There are three guards, people, and still two operational wolves between you and them. There. Uh, <laughs> operational wolves. <laughs> I, I call down an airstrike. No, well, okay, yeah. Elamir, would you like would you like to give us an airstrike? Yeah, I can take another shot at the the next wolf over. Go ahead. Uh, this thing, no, that one. Less damage, higher attack. Okay. Um, that wolf is going to attempt to dodge. Been spotted. Yep. Yep, it was only gonna, it was only gonna last for so long. Uh, let me. Where's my dodge roll, guys? Come on, it's here somewhere. If you're looking at roll twenty, there's a combat maneuvers you have to check. Yeah, there we go. Okay, the wolf attempts to dodge and fails. So wolf takes seven damage. Uh, that does not kill this wolf. However. It was pretty. It was was a little bit injured before, and it is uh, there. It lets out. If you've ever accidentally closed your dog in a door, huh. that's the noise. Uh, roughly, you get from this wolf, um, and it sort of staggers sideways uh, and immediately starts rethinking what's left of its life. <laughs> This this whole this whole deal is is not does not feel good for it anymore. The other wolf uh, will sort of rush to its side almost. Uh, yeah, Doc, are you trying to make it past them? I mean, they seem friendly enough. <laughs> the wolves. That's fair. They don't they don't seem to be hostile towards you specifically. Yeah, and it's not like I'm a doctor, right? Like I've got in my head I'm sure I think of myself as like the Red Cross ambulance thing, right? Like <laughs> battlefield nonsense. Not really, because you know, I'm a piece of shit, but <laughs> what's your alignment again, Doctor Armstrong? Uh I'm selfish, I believe. Okay. Not that it Social. matters at all at this moment. Anarchist, which in my head means well, Help people and F the police. So that, that's what I was going to ask. Are you like palladium anarchist or like actual anarchist, which is closer to scrupulous, I think. Um, More like, I'll heal you, but you got to pay first. Because the palladium anarchist, uh, yeah. Because the palladium anarchist is not not a, a very approving alignment. That's not, it's not, not one of the good guys necessarily. But actual anarchist is pretty cool. I mean, I, I like to think of myself as I'm going to help all these people and then I'm going to ask for all of their money oh okay 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 that's probably closer to unprincipled but i like it anyway i'm good with that so yeah you uh if you want to make it past these guys these wolves like this line of guards and the guards are going to be surprised when you sort of come roaring out of the 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 uh snow yelling (laughs) i'm a doctor uh 
but they will let you past. And you can make it to the foot of the stairs towards the uh, in door uh, when the next thing is about to happen. So, uh, Thick, from your point of view, these figures are about to move into this inn, which seems to be mostly empty. Like, this is the front mm-hmm. sort of eating room that they're moving through, right? Uh, well, they're moving through the kitchen, which is itself empty. Yeah. Um, into what would be the dining room, serving room, whatever you want to call it in an inn. I don't know these things. Uh, is, is the kitchen actually, like, been used? Like, is there a cook fire going? That kind yes. Of thing? Okay. There's currently, there's like, like, it's not... I don't know how much experience you would have with these sorts of things. I'm an expert in cooking, remember? Oh my god, yes you are. <laughs> how did you wind up with all this? Okay, sure. My time um... has come. <laughs> <laughs> so, in your expert opinion, um, yes, this place has been recently used. There's a cook fire going. There are dishes out. However, mm-hmm. the amount of dishes around and like pots and pans and things out this place did not serve a robust meal this evening this is like the amount of food you prepare for one or two people okay yeah um so they the, these figures move through this kitchen and are starting and get the front one gets to where it's hitting sort of that door area between the kitchen and the dining room which that itself is sort of from your geographical recollection is going to put them sort of behind the front door a little ways away but behind the front door they have they each seem to have a knife in one hand um yeah um yeah so like i think i'm just gonna ask them you know Ooh, who are you sacrificing that elf to? <laughs> um, <laughs> they turn and look at you. Um, and immediately you get... Remember we talked... It's been a little, been a little while since so we did the first session. Uh, there was yep. sort of a... A radio static, I think I described it as, coming off of the yeah. wolves. Yeah. Uh, that interacted with your weird god stuff, right? Yep. Um, you get that sort of, but not really. It's the same kind. It, it's similar in kind, but it's a different version of that. How many fucking gods are here? Well, it depends on how fast you kill all these people. You may find out. You may not. I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay. Um. But when they turn to face you, uh, they immediately... Because you're a troll, right? Yep. And you are like <laughs> nine feet tall. I think I was eight and a half, something. Okay. I don't remember. I think I rolled. I think... Okay. So you're a rounding error from nine feet tall. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, I am huge. Yes. You're enormous. And this is like a door and a kitchen meant for regular human people, right? Yes. Um, so you are going to fill up this doorway. Also, you are incredibly slow on your feet. Yep. So, in my head, you float basically everywhere. Yeah. So, you fill up like, this entire door other than, like, the bottom four inches. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that all checks out in my head, right? Like, yeah, what? 
What do you want? Um, and immediately the bat, all three of them. When you say so, that you're just asking them about their what are they doing? What are we up to, guys? Yeah, yeah. You know, just like normal evil talk. I'm sure we have like these evil talks all the time, right? Right? Yeah. Good. Like evil. Yeah, we're t- we're talking talk shop, talking shop about evil. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you immediately when you do that. All three of them turn towards you, and the uh, back two sort of look at each. They look at you. <laughs> um, I'm going to do a thing real quick, um, where they get a horror factor roll. If I can remember how to do that. Yeah, your horror factor is eleven, so I'm just going to roll twice. One d twenty. So we got a. Well, one succeeds, the other one does not. So one of them turns and looks at you gate-mouthed with his knife, like, sort of dangling in his hand. The other one looks at you and then looks at his companion, who's just completely lost the plot, and then turns his head very quickly to look at the person going through the other door. And that person shouts an order in a language you don't understand... That D&D podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share with friends, but don't cut anything out and don't sell our work. Please visit us at thatdndpodcast.com or on Twitch or YouTube at That D&D Podcast. Intro music is Dark Matter by M33 Project and is available on the Free Music Archive. M33 Project can also be found on YouTube and Instagram. Outro music is Betrayed by Scott Holmes Music. This and other works by Scott Holmes Music can be found on the Free Music Archive, SoundCloud, or scottholmesmusic.com. The Palladium Fantasy RPG, written by Kevin Ciambietta, is owned and published by Palladium Books. All other copyrighted content is owned by its associated copyright holder.